What is going on? My name is Taylor, and I'm the host of Who Knows. Who Knows is a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. We want to talk about everything, the good, the bad, and the confusing. We talk to people from all different walks of life and with all different experiences about anything and everything that we can think of. All in an effort to break the stigmas surrounding mental health and promote more conversations about what we all go through in life. We are working to create a community of acceptance, support, and curiosity. Life is confusing, but don't worry. We are just as lost as you are. Welcome to my vagina. This is Jesse Karen. And this is Rebecca Frank, and here we are again, having our current historical, hysterical, and infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina-having organisms. All content made up on the spot, but probably researched. Just kidding, fools. It's definitely researched. everyone if you want some extra episodes we have some really fun secret clandestine vagina episodes on glow.fm slash welcome my vagina and if you go there and donate to us monthly then you can hear all about nipples in like a week yeah because we're going to be putting out one extra super special secret episode for our supporters our monetary supporters you guys are all supporters because you listen (laughs) but yeah it's going to be fun you don't want to miss it so yeah glow.fm slash welcome to my vagina Give us a little bit of money. We'll give you some more info. Yeah. Uh, we also got some new reviews over the past couple of months. One of them was by Mac. And they said, currently in love with my work commute because it gives me the time to listen to these funny, informative, and beautifully shameless ladies. Great pod. Thank you so much. We need to hear that. We love flattery. We do. So I'm just <laughs> trying to find them. Uh, we also got a bad one. We did. Um, we got a one star from Femme Forever. It was titled, Not All Women Have Vaginas, which we 100% agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said, as a feminist, I find the title of the show turfy and embarrassing. Um, I think it's important for us to to talk about our our bad reviews as well. You know, we certainly don't, you know, think that all women have vaginas and we don't want to come off as turfy. Yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know, turf stands for trans exclusionary radical feminist. So it would be people who don't consider trans women women. But we um, do. Yeah. We do believe that trans we women do. are women. This title goes back six years ago when I started the show. Um, and it was more of a way to kind of, I don't know, I didn't feel like I could say the word vagina. And so I put it in everybody's face in a very like aggressive way in order to be like, I'm here too. Yeah. Um, and that is not meant to, uh, I don't. I don't, definitely don't, didn't want to and never want to exclude anybody from it. It was just a way of being like vagina is not a dirty word. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that um, people have the right to think whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Um, I would really love it if Femme Forever would give us a chance and listen to the show and see if they have Mm -hmm. a different perspective after listening, because we do try to be as inclusive as possible. I don't find the title to be terribly uninclusive just because it just has the word vagina in it. There's nothing on the title that says that people without vaginas or or whatever are not welcome to listen or to be part of the conversation they do listen so yeah yeah, me too um so yeah say women have vagina or women welcome to welcome to women vagina (laughs) yeah i know i was i was thinking about that in my walk up here i was like how i was trying to come up with like a funny alternate title for like how how it would express what i think this person Mm -hmm. is feeling like it expresses and i couldn't really think of anything quippy yeah but i I mean hopefully they listen uh but you know 
that was our bad one. <laughs> yeah. Not to give that one more time because the other person said we were absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Um, we also had a live event and it went freaking awesome. Yeah, it was great. We, we couldn't record it, but <laughs> we have some phone recordings. So hopefully we can try and put that together and make it available to everyone. Um, but it was awesome and we're great. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was su- it was super fun. And special thanks to our producer Kate who was our trivia mm-hmm. master and she killed it. Shout out to my my cousin for coming in fourth place. <laughs> taught her nothing. <laughs> I've taught her nothing. But my roommate came at second. So that's something. Yeah. And we also want to thank uh Babeland. Yes, thank you Babeland. A vibrator. Mm-hmm. Books are magic for some awesome gift certificates and know your vulva. Yeah, send us some a uh, like ton of female condoms. Yeah, we're which we'll be doing a giveaway for. We haven't figured out what that is yet, but we're gonna do it. Stay tuned. <laughs> and our friend Vagina Party for sending us some pins and games. Yes, yes, so we love Vagina Party. We do. We and we'll also put a link. We did a short interview with her a couple months ago, and she's yeah. amazing. She's really Hire awesome. her for Vagina Parties. Yeah. Oh, and today we're gonna talk to Ashley Atkinson about. Oh, a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of stuff. You don't want to miss it. It's great. Yeah. Have you seen Ashley Atkinson in Black Klansman? Or Mr. Robot? Or Miss Maisel? Or have you listened to Steal the Stars? Oh because God, she's she was Dak. She's everywhere. She's fucking everywhere. You know her. Look her up. Listen, you'll love it. Yeah. Ashley, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to see you in person because I see you all the time on TV. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I was nice. watching The Marvelous Miss Maisel the other day and you popped up. I had no idea you were in it and I sent her a video. Yeah. I feel like that's the most startled people have been by me <laughs> Absolutely. Lately. It's like they're just, you know, they're like lulled into some false sense of security. Totally. It's like the 19 surprise like, like <laughs> early 60s we i don't know anyone in this world and then it's like yeah. oh god that's ashley okay. yeah <laughs> hi hi well, hi <laughs> hi i also love that because i've played some real creeps mm-hmm. lately mm-hmm. that um some guy on twitter was like holy shit i just saw you on mazel and became completely convinced that something terrible was about to happen <laughs> oh to like god. Jane Lynch's character. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I just was like, oh yeah. my God. Oh, they're all dead. They're all <laughs> dead. That's so funny. I mean, you sassing her at that one point before she goes in the <sighs> room was my favorite part of that whole sh- episode. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, it was uh frustrating though, because I'm uh as as a fat woman, they don't really have costumes for oh. your size. You know what I mean? Interesting. So, or for my size. Uh, and that show is so costume heavy. So costume yeah. heavy. Like people change clothes for lunch on that show. You <laughs> mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's got all I mean, she the makes outfits. Jo- there's jokes about her like cha- like being like, I can't wear that to like an evening. Right. Yeah. And, she has and she's in like a black room. gown already. Uh-huh. She has a room full of dresses. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so what happened? So they, um, well, it was this really weird thing where I had given measurements and sizes and everything. And uh, I went in and they had like a rack of like vintage size 16s. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, But I had to try them on anyway. And I felt really That's gross about why? it. And they were perfectly nice. Yeah. Uh, but 
they didn't have anything for me and I had to try it all on anyway. And I felt really uh, crummy afterwards. I was like, well, I, this is the body that got hired. Right. Right. And their job is to costume the body that like, and it's not like I got hired in spite of my size. It's yeah. like, this is the character. This is the embodiment. And every bit of my size is what was chosen for yeah. this role. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And they weren't prepared. And they weren't, uh, yeah, it just didn't work out. And so my friend Val was wonderful about it because I, you know, came home and was like immediately got with some of my girls and was like, I feel shitty about this thing. And, yeah. And I said, now I'm going to have to go back because they're going to have to build something. And she said, well, you know, they're going to have that rack, another rack. And I was like, oh, I do. I know that. <laughs> I, I know as sure as the sun rises that there's going to be another rack of clothes that don't fit me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and she said, here's the thing. If they make you do that, pick the most fragile piece. Yes. And then she said, and then just hulk out on it. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great idea. idea. It's, I felt like, you know how... Um, as as people moving through this life, especially as women moving through this life and in a city um, and in 2020, mm. um, you start picking up tools for things that you didn't know needed fixing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, you go like, oh, that's a thing that happens now when I'm on public transit or that's a thing that people say to me when I'm on a date or whatever. And right. you're like, you just get used to it. You get used to it. And then when somebody presents you with such an elegant <laughs> yeah. solution like, for why it. Why didn't I I'll show this? you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> In a Ooh, big way. In a big way. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? You're not going to make me try on any of the rest of that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I went to do it. Like, it happened exactly as we assumed. And I, like, picked something and I, like, started to put it on and I just, like, brought my, rolled my shoulders forward <laughs> and, like, brought my elbows out and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, like, took it off me. And then we're like, okay, and it was done. And yeah. you'll notice I have one dress. However, in that show, there's like three days that I'm like there, 10. and they just like change my brooch. That's that's the part of it is that they changed your brooch. I know. It's you hilarious. know, they changed my pin. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm I, I'm so confused though because you obviously like were like that's not my size, and then I them still making you try it on is is. It was it was interesting. I don't yeah, understand. Because it's yep. also like, it's not like you were like, oh, I'm a size whatever. You sent them measurements. Yeah. Yep. Like full on. Yeah. You know. Uh, but, you know, they're uh, to their uh, defense. Mm -hmm. I have to say that they don't have a lot of time. That's. And yeah. they are so um, committed mm -hmm. to using original pieces when they can, which mm -hmm. is cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they just didn't. I don't think they're used to doing right. builds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is what we need to change. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly is like another thing entirely that most women, uh, my size, uh, get sort of persuaded out mm -hmm. after a while. You, you mean know? like the, like these sorts of circumstances kind of like, well, yeah. Or just like, not even just that, but like what jobs there are. Right. You know, okay. and what opportunities there are. It's hard enough to be an actor mm -hmm. in this city and harder if uh, you're perceived as having set obstacles up for yourself. Right. Which is a perception of fatness that it's like something that you could fix. Right. 
but don't. Right. Because you, know? you don't want to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Actually, that you should want to is the interesting thing to mm-hmm. me is that there's this assumption that no one could be happy with themselves mm-hmm. at the size that I'm at or that other fat actors are at. And of course right. they want to fix it, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, but yeah, so I think that there, uh, I pretty much know almost every fat actress in town at mm-hmm. this point because we all have seen each other <laughs> right. over years and years. Right. Of like sitting in the same room. And I totally have the fat actress where when I see her, I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really pleased to find out like last year, one of my friends who coaches somebody Mm. (laughs) told me that he had received a text message from a girl that he coaches that I know that was like, ah, shit, Ashley Atkinson just walked in. And I was like, yes. I made it. I made it. I'm the person that makes someone nervous in the audition room. That's amazing. Oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> I uh, I just went to this audition like a few weeks ago. God, women are awesome. Cause, I agree. Uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wow. You like you went somewhere. I've been feeling that hard. Yeah. yeah. I've been feeling that real hard. <laughs> yeah. Women are awesome. I went to this audition and out of the room walks uh donna lynn champlin who was on my crazy ex-girlfriend who played the best friend played uh uh paula paula mm. proctor oh i love, I love yes. paula proctor exactly paula oh, proctor amazing. is the best character she in the world the best character. Uh, and she, she donna lynn champlin walked out of the audition room and i was like <sighs> oh. <laughs> crap and so then i tweeted about something about how it would be like and also, it wasn't just Donna Lynn Champlin. It was like Donna Lynn Champlin in like full 1880s garb oh, while like I had wow. sort of like phoned in the look. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like in the look. Decked. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> but I tweeted about it, about how like I was having a bad day and then out walks her. And she responded. And now we're friends. Oh, oh so my fun. God. Because then I saw her at a second audition and I was like, Hey, hey, Ashley Atkinson. She was like, and waved at, like waved at her face, basically. (laughs) And we were both, and we're both like, it's it's so funny and weird too because we're both like half crying because we both know (laughs) that the audition is like you have to like go to like full freak out Uh in the room. So we're both like talking and like really excited to meet and talk, but we're both keeping like a steady bake of like tears. In our faces as well. It's like pooling in the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ready yeah. to erupt at any time. That's yeah. so funny. We're like, oh, it's so nice to finally meet you. Sorry, I have to kill my cat off in my brain yeah, for a yeah. second. <laughs> hold on. I got too excited. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, hold on. I got too excited. <laughs> I, can't can't I can't be happy right now. I can't be happy. I can't be happy because I'm going to have to go in there and scream and <laughs> Lose cry. Lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dial it back. I assume because of all those things, you get like pigeonholed a lot into certain characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy because there was definitely a trajectory that I thought I would be on, which was like, uh, right. So fat best friend. Mm-hmm. I went from like fat girlfriend to fat best friend. And then I was like, OK, and then I'm going to be I don't really um, I never saw mom in the picture because um, they're. We'll get back to that, but there's an interesting <laughs> thing about oh, I'm so excited. about moms. Um, I was like, okay, so then I'd be the aunt, 
then I'd be the neighbor, mm-hmm. then I'd be the grandmother, or whatever. But what's always a fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But what's interesting is now because uh of black Klansmen, <laughs> God bless Spike Lee, man. Right. Now I'm playing like weird fucked up people like a lot like a lot of villains a lot of weirdos so now i get to play like really creepy characters which is like way more fun so more fun way more fun to play murders oh so what i was going to say about being uh, a wife is that they sort of um the culture is changing Mm -hmm. around it but for a long time i feel like fat characters and a lot of women who went, who were uh, a lot of women of color that went in for jobs and I had similar experiences. Now I'm not conflating being a person of color with fatness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the historical significance and the oppression is a very different thing. But uh, the one thing uh, that a friend of mine and I sort of figured out is that we would go in for like, not like, not necessarily the secretary anymore, but like the medical examiner, mm. because those characters don't have families. Because if uh-huh. you have a family, then you either have to have a whole fat family mm-hmm. or a whole black family, or you have to have this one character, which of course no one wanted. No one right. wanted a whole God, fat family God right, or a whole black family on Unless television. Unless you were making yeah. fun of like yourself in it, I right. feel like. But they also don't want to have to explain Mm -hmm. like for uh in my experience that they don't want to have to explain why a thin person loves you right you know what i mean like it would have to be too much of a Mm storyline you can't just be like a fat mom with a thin husband and thin kids yeah yeah like that can't just exist without explanation right which is exactly you're not the quote a quote ideal of like that person yeah lindy west was talking about it actually on a podcast i was listening to recently and she was like it's not hard. It was. It's never been hard for me to find all different types of bodies who were attracted to me, like yeah. thin, athletic, fat. Like no matter. Like it, she's like. So the reality is different from what we portray 100%. in the cinema. Hundred yeah. percent. You know. And I've had this conversation a lot about uh, commercials. I hate commercial auditions so much, and uh, part of it, I think, is that you can get a sense very quickly that. What commercials do is they present us with who we want to be. Right. And no one in that world. Or who they want us to be. Yes. But who they think we want to be. Mm -hmm. And who they've convinced us that we want to be. And that nobody, it's not prescriptive. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like nobody wants to be fat. No one sees a fat person and goes, I want to buy this thing. Mm -hmm. So that I can look like that, be like that, live like that, do like that. Yeah. Is how they think. And uh, and it's very clear. Like from the experience of auditioning as well. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Especially for commercials. Because you have, you know, 15 mm-hmm. seconds, 20 right. seconds to establish a story within an ad. And to, like overcome something like in quotation yes in that time period to solve a problem right in this chunk of time Mm -hmm. you know thinness is uh perceived as universal Mm -hmm. and fatness is perceived as specific Mm, in the same way that i think female narratives women's narratives are perceived as specific and male narratives are perceived as universal like 
right growing up how many stories and straightness and mm -hmm. cisgenderedness mm -hmm. like and whiteness all and whiteness like all of these sort of like default positions mm -hmm. that uh are perceived as universal because those are the people that are advancing the narratives right you and know. advancing in life <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so earlier you were talking about how you've been able to play really interesting like kind of i would say diabolical yeah that's fair characters yeah. recently um and you have spoken a bit about this other places but i think it's really interesting this idea that like when we think about dangerous people when we think about criminals violent criminals terrorists we leave like middle-aged white women mm -hmm. entirely out of the equation mm -hmm. even though when we look at even just like voting in general and if we see as which I do voting for Trump Trump as an act of violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What we're then doing is we're omitting the fact that that, you know, largely suburban white women are committing acts of violence against all of us all the time. And those things go largely un unnoticed or not even unnoticed, but like it doesn't it's a blip. It doesn't matter. Right. Whereas like, you know, if you watch films over, you know, the past 20 years are actually since it's 2020 now the past 30 years like how mm -hmm. the how the how the evil person who who um takes the plane takes control of the plane has changed from mm -hmm. russian uh eastern europeans maybe some cubans right to uh islam to muslim people mm -hmm. uh and how that you know has been a reflection of like our like politics of fear but like white women have been entirely left out of that they're absolutely absent from that uh that discussion basically and and that lineage i remember seeing kathy bates on six feet under mm -hmm. and there was this great thing about how she would shoplift mm -hmm. because she was invisible mm -hmm. she said i got to a certain age and people just stopped paying any attention and so now i just steal stuff <laughs> yeah. which was really interesting to me and then i when I started doing Black, when I first read the script for Black Klansman, I talked to a friend of mine who is Syrian. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's Persian. not true. Persian. Wow. I read. I read your interviews. Right. <laughs> oh, yay! yay! Preparation. <laughs> sorry, I have Syria in my brain for a very weird no, reason. That, anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, my Persian friend and I were talking, and he's a stunt man, and uh, he was like, "People are gonna hate you," and I was like, "Dude." How often do you go out to play terrorists? He's like, oh, I, I go out for, to play terrorists weekly. And I do think that if we're looking at, first of all, like if we're just looking at domestic terrorism, mm -hmm. it's all white people. Yeah. yeah. And you know has what I mean? It's generally like young white men. And I feel like I profile those mofos on a plane so hard. Mm -hmm. Like I see them oh, walking yeah. down the aisle and I'm like... <gasps> Yeah. yeah, this is how it ends. Right? Well, they're, totally. the, they're all the ones shooting up America. You know? I mean... Yeah. You want to make me nervous? Get like a Joker stand Ugh. in like a tight enclosed space with me. Nope. 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 Anyway, so, um, but I do think <sighs> Karening, I guess, is the w best way I can put mm -hmm. that. Um, the sort of uh, acknowledgement oh. of the Karens. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got yep. it. <laughs> which is a relatively modern thing, like in the past couple of years. Yeah, people, for sure. And like Karen as a term is sort of new. Yeah which I think sort of started with before Karen's, there was like people who speak to the manager. There was Becky's. The, yeah, Becky's. Becky's. Yeah. And, and I think that the acknowledgement of that uh, has come out of 
a long time of white women causing trouble for anything anyone that inconvenienced them mm-hmm. you you said that was my favorite quote of yours in the mic was uh, a white woman's inconvenience can be a very dangerous thing it's really true that like hit me so hard thinking about like all the little tiny inconveniences that white women blow up out of proportion absolutely and like what kind of danger does that put other people in because mm-hmm. right. they're going to be fine right exactly the Karen's other people barbecuing fine. you know yeah. like uh, people in Starbucks, like, you know, mm-hmm. a guy making a deposit at a bank. Right. Yeah. The right of people of color to exist in mm-hmm. this world is threatened by a white woman who feels like she's yeah. being inconvenienced. Yeah. And then, not then, even endangered, not just yeah. like. Yeah. Well, because if, if, if it had been white people sitting there, they would have like, that's an easy for like that's ignored. It yeah. would have been an easy forgive. It's that white whatever they're default. doing. Yeah. Right. Once and again. And it's know? an understanding of, of common space and public places mm-hmm. and who is welcome in them and who it should not be. And so it's like in the mind, it is like a, a continuation of, of segregation. It's like this. There aren't laws that say you can't come into this park. But like in right. my mind, you can't come into this park. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in this park, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Then it doesn't reflect like what, you know. I as a Karen, not me personally as a Rebecca. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, would think about that kind of thing. And if a white woman calls black person, cops come running. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I say that this is like that Karening is recent. Uh, as far as I know, Karening is recent. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, feel I love like, that it's been verbed. <laughs> yeah. yeah Karening. <laughs> but uh, I recognize that my perception of uh, Karen as a concept being new is also predicated on my whiteness because I Mm. have never been a victim of a Karen. You've never been Karen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been around Karens. Mm -hmm. I've certainly seen my share of Karens. Mm -hmm. And honestly, probably at some point in my life, I have been a Karen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to acknowledge, but but we have to feels yeah. pretty right that at some point, at some point in my forty-two years of life, there was a, a at least a moment or two where I probably felt inconvenienced mm-hmm. and not taken seriously, yeah. which is the weird thing, right? Because uh, that's I think what happens in sort of a, a white supremacist society is that. Uh, and a society that depends on white supremacy mm-hmm. in order to maintain is that we hitch our wagon to uh, white male patriarchy because we don't have power. Right. And that's how you I mean, that's how we like white women in general would ensure their own power in a in a society that doesn't that disallows it. But at the same time, without acknowledging that, you know, it you're not welcome in that. Like we're not welcome in that space either. No. So it's like it you're hitching your wagon to something and someone will just unhitch it one day. Absolutely. You know? It doesn't benefit us in the long run, but we we play that game, I think. White which is why f- white feminism is so dangerous, mm-hmm. right? right? And has been for a, as long as this country has existed. Yeah. yeah. Uh there have been ways that White women, while under the foot of the patriarchy themselves, have aligned themselves with white supremacy 
in order to gain a perceived measure of safety mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of aligning with uh, their sisters of color. Yeah. And now we're going to take a brief break for a message from our sponsors. Today, Welcome to My Vagina is sponsored by Best Fiends, a mobile puzzle game. I have been playing on the subway on my way into the city, and now I am on level 75. Oh and I'm my having God. a great time. Where can you play this game? How much? Do you have to have Wi-Fi? You can play it wherever you want. Actually, we had a power outage and I was still able to play because wow. it doesn't matter. Well, that's fun. Yeah, pass the time really well. It's hard it's to so get fun. anything anymore without Wi-Fi. I know. I like that the puzzles really stimulate my brain and it's Ooh. got all these really awesome colors. Also, I love bugs Ooh. and the main characters are bugs. I love bugs. How do you feel about slugs? Slugs are great. But they're evil in this game. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> Poor slugs. Poor slugs. Who knew? Antagonists. Yeah. What's really cool is that they update the game monthly with new levels and events, so I never get tired of it. So cool. Do you think that our audience plays this game? I bet they do. <laughs> Let us know. DM us and tell us uh, what level you're on. Yeah. Get Best Fiends. You can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Best Fiends. And now we're back. I just have to let you know, you explained to him about the nomination process with Black Klansman, and he understands it, but he is still personally offended that you weren't nominated. I love him so much. <laughs> Why weren't you nominated? You have to be a single card to be nominated. So um, in the credits, uh, you know how it'll be like one person's name at a mm -hmm. time? And then there's shared card, which is like, after like six of those, it goes to like two people's yeah. name at a time. Um, shared card uh, roles cannot be nominated hmm. for uh, best actor, best supporting actor, anything like that. And in addition, at things like the SAG Awards, um, shared card actors are not considered part of the main cast. So they do not win wow. the ensemble award. Wow, I feel like you were such an integral part of that movie. And mm -hmm. like Rebecca was talking Dang. to me about earlier was that like it's so important to see white women as villains. Yeah, it's really important, I think, to and it, it is interesting to me. Um, there's a weird intersection with fatness there, like mm -hmm. how my villains are perceived. Mm. Like sometimes I see on the Internet and I'm like, yes, that person gets it, that that's really cool. And then you see um, a lot of perceptions around my fatness that have to do with my villainy. Like there was something really interesting oh. about how how funny people thought I was in Black Klansmen. I didn't think you people, were funny. Uh, there were there was a subset of people who were like, you were hilarious. And I was like, um, that's interesting that you think that. Right. Because I was not trying to be right. funny. Yeah. You also said people commiserated with you. That was also weird. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. Wait, super what do you mean commiserated? Weirdly uncomfortable. That they found her uh, charming? Yeah. They were like, oh, she's so sweet. But that's the point. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? That's the point. I wanted her to be sweet. That part, I was like, yes, exactly. That's the thing, right? Because the smoke screen. You, yeah. Well, you have to, like, why wouldn't she be sweet? You know what right. I mean? She thinks that she is an upstanding member of the community and that this community that she, um, she loves so much is uh, perceived by her as being at risk mm -hmm. of being infiltrated, of of being degraded, of losing uh, its structural integrity. Yeah, you know what I mean. So of course she's nice to white people. Yeah. Right. She perceives herself as a you. I feel like if you ask Connie Kendrickson, she would say she is a very nice lady. Right. Yeah. And she believes in family. It's weird, right? Because yeah. like in 2020. I feel like uh, we've had 40 years of learning what words are like dog whistles yeah. for stuff. You know what I mean? Like anything that says something, something, family, something, something. It's like religion, oh, religion, pro-life. Mm. Oh, yeah. God. Family values is a very dangerous word uh -huh. combination. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. Family values, focus on the family, like yep. all of these things, you know, it's like. Sometimes your family's right. shit and you shouldn't focus on them. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of things that are shit and maybe we shouldn't focus on, how about tradition? Yeah. You hear the word tradition and you're like, uh oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh -oh. Yeah. That yeah. Is... Somebody's got a Confederate flag somewhere yeah. in their possession. Or my sure. labia starts to fuse itself together. <laughs> Get out. Mm hmm. <laughs> One hundred percent. Yeah, I like padlock that shit. I'm like, yeah. nope. Yeah, if only you could just take it off, <laughs> leave it at home once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> truly would love that. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you either. You were talking about um before we got into God this. knows what we were talking about. I well, because I, I remembered really... it because I wanted. Oh, good. I was curious, but you were talking about how like, uh, they thought that a lot of people thought your character was funny, and oh, yeah. how like that is equated somehow to a fat person. Yeah, like uh, a fat person doing anything mm -hmm. just serious right is hilarious you know what i mean which uh is super weird mm -hmm. it's like a legacy of typecasting right it's like what people put on because fatness is specific people put certain things on fatness mm -hmm. like whether uh it's being nurturing or mm -hmm. being uh, a clown or you know or yeah. being Bad being inherently morally corrupt mm -hmm. is Misery. also a thing. Yeah. You know, I like playing villains, but people, there are people that hate what my character does. Yeah. And there are people that hate that my character does this while being fat, which is oh. really interesting. Right. Okay. Like the difference between. Like my character on Mr. Robot, Janice, like there's people online that are lovely that are like, oh, fuck Janice. Janice is the worst. I hate Janice. And I love that. I eat that shit up. That's, I feel that's like the you've reaction been getting, you want. Yeah. You've been get, you know? I've been seeing a lot of that, which I is awesome. I get secretly excited. Well, because that means you're doing such yeah, a good job of being job. evil that people hate you. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> and then, but then the people are also like, there's like the dudes that cross a line into like, oh, that disgusting fat bitch. Oh. Right. I was so glad when they killed her, yada, yada. And you're like, oh, oh, oh it's so interesting that you have to mm -hmm. 
wow enter my fatness into this story like what does that have to do with because it's part of why you loathe me yeah right right and it's like you want to always want to say to people like you there are so many reasons for you to hate this character right you know like why why that she's reprehensible in so many many ways ways. why is this the thing that bothers yeah Yeah. exactly And, and people don't i mean there's such a horrible like norm in our society that like I feel like we've had a lot more mainstream conversations about different sorts of like mass mistreatments like we can talk about like uh, women it's more entered the mainstream people of color and this is not to say that any of this stuff has been solved but we are really really lacking for a conversation about how fat people are treated in the United States Mm -hmm. I agree in any sort of like meaningful way and I think that like I've seen people calling people out slightly more when there's been like body shaming around Lizzo specifically. Oh, um, and I, and she's amazing. And but it's like we have to have a meaningful conversation about it, but we don't have a me- need to have a meaningful conversation in which we use all of these old horrible tropes against somebody. Right. You know, that's not the conversation. Like no, Jillian Michaels can shut up. Is not helpful. Right, exactly. Oh, and Michael. I feel like that's kind of how a lot of it has been organized. Yes. I think you're right. And uh, uh one of the things that I feel like the Jillian Michaels, oh God, what a piece of trash. He's anybody seen Lizzo in a show? Um uh, yeah, exactly. She's First more of all, in shape than all of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lizzo's energy is Holy shit. But also like, first of all, let's just say that the biggest loser is incredibly dangerous. (laughs) Yes. People die. It's awful. uh, From that show. Like there's literally, I believe, two contestants. How is it still on Who had heart failure within a couple of years Uh, of being on The Biggest Loser. Um, But. Wow. uh, Also, a harder thing to talk about. which means that you have, uh, I want to do so with nuance and care is that fatness is identity in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly think that Lizzo would not have the impact that Lizzo has if she wasn't the size she is. I don't think she would have the same narrative. I don't think that she would have done necessarily. I mean, I don't know. Right, we can't know. uh, You can never know. But I feel like uh, the amount of work she has done on herself, Mm -hmm. the amount of, as a a fat black woman in America, the amount of, um, of work she has had to do just to uh, reject conventional narratives. Yeah around her and her body and herself mm. and her identity is what makes her yeah. a vital, important artist. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that to to pretend like she would still be the artist she is if she wasn't the size she is, is to say that like George Michael would have been the artist that he was if he wasn't gay. Right. Yeah. Instead of washing away our differences Mm -hmm. i wish fatness could be part of the conversation where we say this is not to be ignored 
this is a part of this person and it makes this person mm-hmm. who they are yeah to yeah. a certain degree yeah i mean co- overcoming any sort of like adversity and specifically adversity put upon us by understandings of things or lack of understandings of things yeah. so like what what like people of color have to endure simply because that develops in you a certain response a certain way yeah. to not try not to internalize that in a way that it destroys yeah and like what kind of like strength and power can come out of that and what kind of stories yeah. do you have what kind of yeah yeah you know, and these like, groups aren't monoliths you yeah. know no, what i mean like not. all fat folks aren't the same no but i i think that you would have to uh look pretty hard to find a fat artist in america who has not whose identity has not been shaped in some way oh of course by how they are treated in and around their fatness yeah yeah i just think like we live in a really like individualist head down how can i make my own life better mm-hmm. society one that like is really kind of reflected in our politics right now of like how do i protect what's mine and how do i keep what's mine away from everybody else yeah. essentially yes and how do i protect whatever power i have whatever position i have right rather than than to look out and be like, I'm a I'm a member of a community here. I'm a member of a bunch of different communities. And so like it is my I how good can it be for me to succeed if nobody else succeeds? Yeah. Right. Like how good can it possibly be for me to re- repel everybody? How much more power do we have when we like are able to bring yeah. people in? I think if you if I think if we all reinforce us, that reinforces you automatically. You know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's not uh, that's not a helpful narrative for perpetuating a white supremacist system. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that doesn't. Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're, they're reinforcing their us. And I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Exactly. yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a very anti-capitalist view as well. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. Nobody ever made money True. off of telling women that they were good enough as they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing yeah. if you want to sell shampoo. Right you know? in a pink bottle but for more couldn't money. Wouldn't it be though? Like, wouldn't that why? be great? Does it have to be a pink bottle? And like, you know what though? Is it will be? And watch a fucking white dude gets the corner on that shit. Oh yeah, you know oh, what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely, all the time. For sure, one hundred percent. Like, just a slight diversion. I have a customer. He uh, was telling me about these Finnish baby boxes where, um, when a woman gives birth in Finland, um, they're handed a an essentially like a strong cardboard box. Inside this cardboard box is everything they need really for about the first month of the government the child, does this? the government does it Amazing. and the and wow. the box is the crib for the first month as Stop well it. so there's so like basically they just get cared for right <sighs> so um they What's have that like right <laughs> right so this country which i think was finland has a an extremely low infant mortality rate partially i think as a result of this yeah go figure right However, he was trying to show me about it and he was like, this is really cool. And he picked up a thing. He's like, look, there's this company starting this thing to export these baby boxes oh. to different com- different countries. And you best believe, my friends, three white dudes. And I was looking at him and I was like, come on, man, you see what I see here, don't you? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like blank uh, stare, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Uh-huh. I wonder who started that too. Like who, I wonder who put that in place in the first place. The, yeah, I, the I, 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 like my thought is that it had to be a woman. I would think. Yeah. You know? 
I would imagine. Yeah, but then men co-opted it and took it. That yeah, checks out. And they were like, oh, maybe we can make money off yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly. make some money off of this. Like, hear me out. That's like so <laughs> not the Why point. don't we take this thing that was free yeah. and let's make some money off yeah. of it. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that scans. Um, yep. But sure, like late stage capitalism uh, is we're pitting all of us against each other. You know, we're fighting for crumbs mm-hmm. when people have whole pies. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many pies. Yeah. There <laughs> so- are so many pies. And we're never going to get to lick the plate. Of no. God, you know no. what I mean? Oh, absolutely Ever. not. I was like, you know. Bloomberg and his whole vanity campaign, this, that, whatever. He's promising to spend like a billion dollars on uh, on whatever Senate campaigns after he ultimately doesn't get the nomination because we right. know he's not going to. And it's like, that's awesome. A billion dollars. But it's like, then I looked at how much he's worth. Motherfucker's worth like $56 billion. Yes. Yes. So yep. it's like, you know what? You can just spend a billion dollars on each of five Senate campaigns. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's really awesome. I'm not saying don't do it. Mike Bloomberg, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And he does really awesome Mikey. work. Like, you know, Every Town for Gun Safety is a fantastic organization. But it's like, know your strength. And that's that's one of the things I think that white dudes don't actually ever have to do. Is they is like, he doesn't get, he doesn't Everything's step back right. and say like. Every lane is their right. lane. It's like, step they back own the road. and be like, my strength is that I have fucking more money than everybody except for Jeff Bezos, essentially. So my strength is that I can use that money either for good or for evil. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the strength. Mm-hmm. Use it to get the fuck rid of McConnell, man. Oh, uh, God. Out. Good turtle. God. Help us out. Don't um, talk about turtles. You're right. <laughs> yep. You're right. It turtles, is a disservice to turtles. turtles and I great. love turtles. You know what, though? Don't. <laughs> that actually brings up something else to me. Which is that it drives me crazy when people use Trump's fatness. Yes. Yeah. I shouldn't even like call him a turtle. I, I like got it from fucking know? Trevor Noah. Or Tre- I don't, can't remember who, but Ooh, it's not fair. Also like super anti-fat Trevor Noah. Is that true? Oh, what? yeah. They were like some that. really. Um, Stop. Before he was on the daily. Oh, First of broken all. Broken uh, heart. Conan is the worst, though. Conan is like that makes total I mean, sense yeah. to me. Conan is super anti-fat. Um, Conan also uh, decided that there. I'm pretty sure that uh, podcasting needed to be revolutionized because it wasn't being optimized because it was a space largely of women and people of color, and so he started right. his own podcasting company. Anyway, yeah, 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 it's very it's, <laughs> as you were. It's very much an attitude of like, oh, look, we discovered America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't mind the, the Native Americans. <laughs> You know, look, yeah. there's all this land, all for us. All Excuse for us. me. Yeah. <laughs> Out of my way. Right. I'm here by myself. Ex- excuse me. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that's it's a bad habit that I'm even trying to like curb is like it doesn't shouldn't matter what you look like. It, even like Mitch McConnell, like uh, it his he's just a garbage human. Yeah. 100%. So it shouldn't matter, like we shouldn't be like making fun of him even in terms of like the turtle thing. You sure, know? sure. But it is like um it's there's, more about him just being horrible. a trash fire. A garbage person yeah yeah but but yeah about like what you were saying about trump it's Mm -hmm. like there's so much there like i have a lot of respect for the fact that stormy daniels decided to come forward and Mm -hmm. fight this fight and all this stuff but like you're doing yourself a disservice i believe by tweeting about his dick looking a certain way like i know it pisses him off but like there's so much substantive dangerous stuff 
mm-hmm. there, like his utter disregard for women and people of color and all and and all of so many things that like I just assume everything about him is horrible. Like I don't need to know about yeah. his penis. Yeah. Well, and also by the way, like talking about penis size is I hate pretty that transphobic mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know? Because it's assigning value to a human yeah. based on the, the size, size and substantiveness dick. of their genitalia. Which yeah. has which, which they have got no control fuck over. Fuck all to do yeah. with anything. Yeah. It's just there. Yep. And like also none of your business. And also like how tired is that shit? I know. I am so That's what I mean though, is like even sick of that even story. for like I feel like that narrative affects us too because like oh. it's such a fucking yeah. ego driven thing about the size of your penis and women don't fucking care for the most part, right. honestly. Yeah. Be good at other things. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And like most people like I like to think that underneath Trump's clothes is like there's there's nothing there's there. nothing there yeah it's just empty space it's, it's just a void I just that's what I like to think yeah. it's yeah. a sheet of paper so yes yeah, stop <laughs> it's an eight and it. a half by 11 sheet of paper <laughs> yeah like with nothing on with it. nothing on it if only he was that easy to blow over oh, <laughs> right yeah right. for real is there anything you wanted to ask or anything you want to talk about before we you know what I do want to talk about this is weird I was just thinking remembering this uh Last night, uh, I was thinking about when I was a kid, there was like this whole uh, what I like to call like the hot dog down the hallway narrative about like the size of your vagina of women's vaginas. Oh, okay. And uh, how I took that as like uh, a, a, a sort of inevitable conversation. Right. That obviously you would want your vagina to be tight and you obviously you would, you know, what the smaller, the better. And Mm -hmm. did not even for a moment until I was embarrassingly old and had hooked up with tons of girls at this point Uh ever realized that that was such a bullshit narrative. It's such a hetero narrative. Uh, And it's like this whole storyline that's just all about dudes wanting to feel like their dicks are big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just about that, and yeah. I, like all of a sudden, I sort of woke up at like honest to god, like thirty four years old, and was like, "You hooked up with so many women." <laughs> I mean, I <I've> hooked <laughs> up with a lot of. <laughs> that felt really weird the way I just said that. <laughs> like you hooked up with so many women. How do you do it? No. Um, <laughs> She's so dehydrated, cue, guys. Cue me, <laughs> like. Licking my finger and pasting down my eyebrows. Not all heroes wear capes. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag the struggle. Um, but like, uh, as someone who who um, likes men and women and all phases in between, um, mm-hmm. I I it took me a very long time to realize, like, oh, you've never cared about what no. what have you not cared about? what size your girl's vagina is. Yeah. Yeah. Like never in my life have I been like, whoa, Nelly, <laughs> you know, like uh, what you put in there. Hello, hello. <laughs> like, you should sublet this on Craigslist. <laughs> you could get six hundred dollars a month for this baby. Like never Ever There's in my life, pull down fucking mattress in. Here. I mean, <laughs> I've never. It's never occurred to me. Yeah, 
I know. And like, I've had so many men think that that's a compliment when they say it too. Oh, wow. You know? Oh, like, like you're real tight. Cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's you know. painful. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. say. It's like the other half of that is, you're hurting me. Yeah. That yeah. fucking like, hurt. Exactly. You're hurting me. Like, relax, man. Right. Totally. Yeah. Not if all it's sensation. that tight, it's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. 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 Not all sensation is good sensation, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Guess what? God. Right? That's another weird yeah. thing, right? Is like the idea that if, if uh, like the husband stitch oh, God. Um, is the whack-diddiest thing and that shit is real. Yeah, I it know. It is true. And the fact that people think that the more sex you, that if you have too much sex, you'll be loose. Like this idea of like the loose woman and oh, like sure. the actual physicality of that. Not how a vagina that works. It doesn't work no. like that. I wish I could remember who said, uh, that we should start advancing the narrative that like tight vaginas whittle down dicks. <laughs> so, <laughs> like a like... pencil sharpener. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that like yep. the more sex they have, the tinier their penis gets. Yep. Because yep. you've just like exfoliated off All like, the, the like 45 layers. I feel like that might solve the world's problems. You're like, yeah. the science bears out, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've done a study. Yeah. If only on, if our society looked at them as the ones losing their like Absolutely. sexual, you yeah. know, instead of us feeling like we've become invisible. Oh, yeah. It's like, you've had sex with 120 women. Your dick must be tiny. It's it <laughs> so small. <laughs> A golf pencil, perhaps. Which, once again, should not matter. Right. And yet. And yeah. yet, here we are. Right. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect end to me. Ashley, where do we find you? Um, On every television show ever. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, everywhere. Every, I don't, yeah. Everyone knows you now. It's pretty pretty exciting. Um, I am next on, I think I can say this. I'm uh, next on a show called Prodigal Son. Mm. Oh, cool. Uh, which is a very fun show. Um, I play, once again, a weirdo. Dope. <laughs> Super weirdo. Um, it's been uh, a really fun ride. I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I'm around. What on Twitter and Instagram? What's your uh, handle? Uh, Ashley Atkinson, A-S-H-L-I-E-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N with the verified blue check mark. Yeah, we've got oh we've God. got a we've got a blue check mark in the house. We today. got a blue check. <laughs> we got a blue check. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, thank cool. you. Bye, gang. Hmm, interesting. And you have her phone, I assume. Yeah, I got it right here, so we don't need her. Fantastic. Well, then I'll be there with my team to collect the phone. And her? Kill her. Right now, we're going to do some mom jokes because who's funnier than dad? Mom. That's, <laughs> that's true. Although, like, I'm reading these now and I'm like, these are all jokes about being a mom, not just like bad jokes. Like oh, dad are jokes they? are bad jokes. These are all like. Oh, that's a bummer. About we kids. We got more stuff. I mean, that's a thing, though. You look up mom jokes and like dad jokes, they get their they get to just make bad jokes. Yeah. Our jokes are just jokes about kids. I think we should just rebrand. Just let's like re let's just tell dad jokes and just call them mom jokes. That's also fantastic. <laughs> yeah, because it's that or yo mama jokes, which is about your mama. Yeah. Okay, I am gonna yeah, do one mom joke though, because I think it's really cute. Great. You ready? I'm ready. What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? <laughs> what? Where's popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Why? Because the pee is silent. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make holy water? How? You boil the hell out of it. 
I told my son I was named after Thomas Jefferson. He said, but dad, your name is Brian. I said, I know, but I was named after Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> that one's funny. <laughs> Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> what has two butts and kills people? I don't, I need to, I feel like I need, I know this. <laughs> what is it? An assassin. <laughs> assassin. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I'm telling that one at Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. (laughs) (laughs) Why couldn't the bike stand up by itself? Why not? It was too tired. Thanks, Dad. Or Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Welcome to My Vagina. It's time for us to slide on out of here. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at Welcome to My Vagina. On Twitter at Welcome to My Vag. Soon to be on Medium. You can donate to us at Patreon, LiberaPay, PayPal, and uh, Venmo at Welcome to My Vagina. Yeah, become a monthly subscriber. Yeah. Yeah, go to welcometomyvagina.com and become a subscriber to our newsletter as mm-hmm. well. You can email us at welcometomyvagina at gmail.com. We like questions and fan art and jingles. And suggestions for future episodes. True. Check out Jesse's awesome videos at on YouTube. Just search for Welcome to My Vagina. Check out Rebecca's awesome writing at franklyrebecca.com. And head on over to morebanana.com to check out all of the awesome projects by our production company. Yeah. And thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate, for being our amazing, dope-ass fucking producer. 